Let us pray. God of the cross, you are the bread of life. Give us this bread always. Amen. It's all about the food. That's what you would think if you had ever been to my grandmother's kitchen. It's all about the food. And don't get me wrong, there was always food. It was, after all, a farm kitchen in an old farmhouse on about 150 acres of land, complete with chickens and cows, horses, and even some pigs. It certainly wasn't all about the kitchen, because this was an old house with barely any plumbing. It was a basic kitchen, nothing fancy, very little appliances, certainly no state-of-the-art espresso machine, and no granite countertops. It was one of those kitchens that you put an old sofa and a few chairs in for extra seating. And it claimed the back door entrance to the house, so that meant it was one of those kitchens with boots covered in manure sitting in the corner. It was one of those kitchens that was never really clean. But there was always food in Grandma's kitchen. There was always a pie on the table, either she had made or someone had just dropped off. There was always something in that pot on the stove when you lifted the lid to look in. There would be green beans and bacon. There would be fresh sausage just done frying. There would be grapes from the vine simmering for jam. Those things to be found on the stove, though, were always a guess. But there was one thing for certain that you could count on to be in Grandma's kitchen. Fresh buttered rolls. It wasn't Grandma's kitchen if there weren't rolls. There were always rolls. So you can see how you might think it's all about the food, but there was something else about my grandmother's kitchen. You could drop in any time. You needed no invitation, and it was always open. This is why there was so much food so much of the time, because Grandma knew this, and she was prepared. Plus, if you were going, you might think to bring something yourself to share and leave for the countless others who came by. It was all about the food, and it wasn't. It was also about the people that you might find there on any given afternoon, sitting in that kitchen, discussing politics, debating the finer points of basketball, arguing over an article in Time magazine. It was also about what that kitchen meant, it was always open, and you were always welcome, so it became that place where you first told someone you were getting divorced, or that you were struggling with alcohol in your job, or that you were pregnant, or that you had had a miscarriage. It was between bites of a hot buttered roll that you shared or heard something difficult, something overwhelming. But it was a place you were guaranteed to find rest when you were exhausted or confused with life. It was all about the food, and it wasn't. This is what Elijah learns in our first reading today. King Ahab and Queen Jezebel have turned against him. The queen has made a vow to take his life or die herself trying. So he has run as far away as his legs will take him, this is where our reading picks up. He runs that far, and then, for good measure, he runs another day into the wilderness. This is how bad things are. And then he finds a place to rest under a broom tree and asks for death. 
It would be a blessing to go on his own terms. He says, it is enough, O Lord. His work as a prophet has not been easy nor popular. Speaking truth to power never is. He has reached his emotional and physical breaking point. It is enough, O Lord. He could have been a passerby in my grandmother's kitchen. Lord knows those of us who frequented her chairs and sat around the table had our share of emotional and physical breaking points. Once my uncle was attacked by a bull and managed to make his way into this kitchen, slumped down into a chair, and that's where his brother found him and took him to the hospital. Once we learned in this kitchen that our cousin was being held on suicide watch after committing a crime and that he was going to prison. This is where we would all go and say, it is enough, O Lord. This is where, too, we would all end up after a death. Everyone, without planning or invitation, would just show up here. Once a four-year-old was killed in our family in an accident, and after the funeral, we just started coming to Grandma's kitchen. And someone brought fried chicken and potato salad, and somewhere in the recesses of that kitchen, rolls emerged. This is what happens to Elijah. Rolls emerge, only for him it's a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. An angel of the Lord provides this food from heaven, not once but twice, so that he can keep on going. This becomes food that sustains him. The scripture tells us he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights. Our biblical memories read between the lines at this phrase. He went in the strength of that food through a great flood, through the wilderness, through mountains, and over a desert. He went on the strength of that food through more difficulty, more challenges to come, but it was enough to sustain him. It was more than enough. Sometimes the simple gift of eating, of being fed, is what we most need next to carry on. It's why we share a meal after a death, because over that food we share memories, we reconnect, we strengthen our hearts for what is now to come, life without that person. And more, in that act of chewing and swallowing and eating, we say, we are alive, we will go on, it is a first step. I miss my grandmother's kitchen now that she has passed away and the farm is sold. It was all about the food, and it wasn't. It was the shared space. It was the people gathered there on any given afternoon. It was the listening and the speaking, and it was the roles. It was the being fed and the eating. Maybe you have a place like this in your family or in your neighborhood. Maybe you don't. Maybe you are Elijah looking for this place, for a place to rest from the exhaustion of your life, from your endless cancer treatments, or your daily wrestling with mental illness. Maybe you need a place to say out loud, it is enough, O Lord. Maybe you need a place to go before the long journey ahead 
of custody battles or prison visits, then look no further, my friends, because that place is here. That place is the church where no invitation is needed and you are always welcome. Where on any given Saturday night or Sunday morning, you will find people gathered here ready to listen, ready to pray with you, ready to help. Where you can come and rest under the tree of life and find shade in its branches and healing in its leaves. Where there aren't any buttered rolls and pies, at least not every time, but something else that you can count on to always be here, something far better, bread from heaven, the body of Christ, broken for all the brokenness in the world, given for you to sustain you, given so you can taste and see that God will be with you through the 40 days and 40 nights ahead. God will be with you because in Christ there is no place that God cannot go and hasn't gone for you. This food is given here so you can eat, and by your chewing and your swallowing, say, you are alive in Christ. You will go on. It is a first step. So, dear friends, today with Elijah, I say to you, get up and eat and find strength for your journey. Amen.